0: We're right to run. Red light now. Ready to run.
1: They're all set and they're off and racing. The gates crash back in Wagga Wagga.
0: Hello and welcome to 20 Minutes to Post, our new podcast that we've got up and running on the uh, Sideline Heat podcast network. I'm going to be joined by Nathan Keevan looking ahead at some of the previous races from the weekend just gone and looking ahead to some of the big feature races, especially diving into this autumn carnival. Nathan, how are you doing today?
1: I'm very well my friend, uh, I'm very jacked to the, uh, well basically this was your baby and your idea to sort of jump into a quick podcast, sort of get our racing material out of the way because when you and I talk about it we know we tend to go on forever, so let's sort of break it down and, and get it into a quick fire podcast, only about 20 minutes and yeah, like sort of see what we liked from the weekend, what we like coming up this weekend and sort of, uh, you know, have a, have a punt and see what people th- want to sort of jump on with us.
0: Yeah, like you said, like, you and I like to ramble pretty much all the time. So, you know, we've set ourselves a hard time limit at 20 minutes, so we'll try our best to keep to it. If we run over, you know, a minute or two, then, well... We'll, tr- we'll have to cut it out. We'll have to try. <laughs> Biggest, our best. Can't, um, be chooses, Biggest it. can't be choosers, man. Biggest can't be choosers. All right. So, from this weekend just gone, we had some nice feature racing, including the Group One Black Caviar Lightning taken out by Nature Strip. Also racing at that Flemington Day, we had the CS Hayes uh, stakes taken out by Tagaloa. We had the Vanity, uh, group three level, taken out by Zoo Dancer. And then over at Ramwick, we had a few um, group races over there. We had the Southern Cross Stakes, taken out by mass Crusader, finally coming out and showing its absolute best. Group two, Apollo Stakes, taken out by Colette. We had the Light Fign- uh, Fingers, taken out by Every Rose. And then we also had a group... Um, Not a group or listed race, just a uh, two-year-old Piero Plate taken out by Stay Inside, now one of the market favourites for the Slipper. So from that weekend just gone, uh, what were some of the key wins, what was one of the key um, highlights from that weekend, Nathan?
1: Oh man, Like so when you're talking about the group one stakes, you've got to be jumping over to Lightning um, and Nature Strip and the win sort of culminating in in what was a really long layoff in terms of what were you going to get first up? You know, I think that was the question that we posed on the podcast, same with Bivouac and a few other key runners in that race. And Nature Strip was really the one because, I mean, Chris Waller last prep said things didn't come to plan, things weren't always right. And then all of a sudden, they put Jamie Carr on board. And like we said on the pod last time, absolutely flying and more than worthy of getting this ride and the soft hands that she she showed apparently just allowing Nature Strip to roll in behind the speed. Pippi setting it up on a hot tempo, making sure that Nature Strip got everything its own way. Nature Strip, for me, of those key runners that we discussed uh, from the weekend, has to be the one on top purely because I think that the expectation, not just on Nature Strip as a horse, but Jamie Carr as the the feature jock has to be uh, one of the keys from the weekend for sure yeah no her performance
0: was truly spectacular like her ability to get nature strip to actually settle in the run instead of you know taking up the speed alongside Pippi. um you know if jamie carr couldn't get nature strip to settle then you know nature strip would have been back in the field and finishing closer to last than first and that performance you know that it put ahead and actually you know getting the horse over the line because it looked like you know nature strip you know was nearly gone at about the 100 metre mark. It looked like it was going to get swamped over the top by um, some very impressive runs uh, from Swats That and also um, the Coolmore Horse um, uh, September run. So, you know, obviously that's going to be one of the key highlights from the weekend, like on top from both of us. Um, another key highlight that I just want to quickly spruik is Colette uh, winning the um, Apollo Stakes at Group 2 level. Looks to be going towards the, um, the Queen Elizabeth that looks to be the feature race for it, and to come out win on a you know pretty it, it was a soft uh, seven, but you know it was probably closer to a heavy eight um, you know Colette first up never won before and really put its best foot forward so Colette is definitely going to be a horse to follow, um,
1: especially in some of those ramwick features um, especially especially first eight, uh, first up on a heavy eight now we saw obviously yeah. last prep in the Golden eagle. Ran terrific, but built into the prep. I believe it was fourth, fifth up that day. Mm. So to rock up first up at a group one, oh, pardon me, group two level in the Apollo Stakes, taking on a very, very good horse on a, also on a wet track in very elegant. Who he knows going to be like you said, Queen Elizabeth ready. Um, there were a few other really good runners in that race as well. I mean, it's not form that I think it's form is going to stack up despite the track going in later into the prep uh, come championship days. Uh, going out of that race just
0: quickly and looking
1: ahead to the Queen Elizabeth, if you had to
0: pick between the two horses, Colette or Very Elegant, who have you got in that two
1: horse race? Oh, look, I feel like you'd be hard pressed. You've you got to take the the, the horse that, that's been there and done it. And Very Elegant's done nothing wrong to determine that differently. First up, 1,400 was never going to suit. Not that it, you know, it was favorable to Colette, but again, Colette first up, same, basically the same distance as the Golden Eagle. You're talking about 100 metres difference. So it, it, it's it been there and done it over that short distance. Now we need to see Colette go out to further and do it. Apparently, a Sydney Cup was on the cards for Colette. Obviously, they're not going that way. They'll probably go Queen Elizabeth. But if you told me I had to pick one of them, i got to go with the, the, you know, basically, I mean, you're talking about the Caulfield Cup winner here. Melbourne Cup run was phenomenal. Um, I can't knock very elegant. And first up, I thought she was terrific.
0: Yeah and very elegant isn't known to be you know a first up horse really likes to build into those preps like a lot of really good stayers are You know, they do need a few races, you know, under their belt until they reach their absolute peak. Um, So looking ahead, we're going to look ahead at the card on the 20th of February. So this weekend, it's Blue Diamond Stakes Day. So feature racing at Caulfield, you've got the Blue Diamond Stakes at Group 1 level. You've also got the Oakley Plate Handicap. And then you've also got the Wait for Age Group 1 Faturity. And then also over at Rose Hill, not as strong of a card as the Caulfield card. You've got the Silver Slipper Stakes Day. It's almost the secondary two-year-old race to the uh, Blue Diamond. You've also got the Fox Stakes for the Phillies and mares, set weights and penalties. And then you've also got the Group 2 Hobartville Stakes uh, for three-year-olds. So looking at the track conditions at Caulfield, good four, uh, the rails in the true position. Looks like it's going to be a pretty sunny day. And then down uh, down at Rose Hill, Heavy 8, we're expecting more showers, and the uh, rail's going to be out 6 metres the entire course. So, let's find some winners. We'll start with Caulfield. We'll start with with race number 6, the Fraturity. And looking at the market, you've got Behemoth coming up the favourite at $3.20. Then you go out to Probabil at $3.70. And then after that, you've got a few other horses like Arcadia Queen, $6.00. Ole Kirk at seven fifty, And then right down the bottom, you've got a few horses like Mr. Quickie, Streets of Avalon, uh, Too Close to the Sun, and Amish Boy, Crosshaven even. I know Crosshaven's one of yours. Um, looking at this field, what do you like here in the Group 1 uh, Futurity?
1: Uh, it's uh, Look, uh, we we discussed it before the podcast started. The, the, this card at Caulfield is phenomenal, and the Futurity is no exception to that. Behemoth, it's got to be the clear, fair favorite. Uh, it's done nothing wrong. First up, peaked. Well, peaked first up. It peaked, peaked every run uh, last prep. Um, no knock on it. $3.20 for me, though. You're teetering on, not unbackable, but I can't really play at the $3.20. The one that I'm looking to play on at a nice price, and I think it's can't the wrong price. I think on the day you're going to get five fifty-six dollars That horse is Ole Kirk. Barrier one, Kieran McAvoy jumps on uh, for the Hawk Stable. Nothing wrong with its first up run. And I don't think it really likes a, a soft to heavy track as what, which it was on first up at Ramwick, uh, but to Rocketing By. And Rocketing By, like we've talked about, Maxi, you've backed him before. You made him your best on one of the days. He's absolutely flying Rocketing By. I've got no issue with that form line. And then you go back in the last prep. He won a group one over the mile at Caulfield. So he, he can win at the track. I believe he's two for two at the track. Um, going off memory, uh, one for one at the track. So he's been there and done it, uh, and that was with Willie Pike on board. I've got no issue with uh, Kieran McAvoy jumping on. He's the one I want to play at the main play. Uh, a couple savers and a couple of sort of, you know, uh, one of them's in the market. Arcadia Queen has to be respected here first up. It's run terrific. All of its starts um, in, in Melbourne, and obviously going back to its WA form in the Cox play and, and whatnot here. Uh, but the other one that I'm going to play at a, at a nice price is Mr. Quickie. Um, another one that's got really good form. First up, uh, more than happy to play on the each way there. So I think Ole Kirk, the main one, and a couple of savers there.
0: Yeah, for me, I totally agree. I think Ole Kirk is definitely in the market, but there's one horse that I'm surprised you didn't mention, and that's Probabil. So Probabil is going to be going on top for me. It's at $3.70, not much of a price, unfortunately, but based on its first up win, it was really, really promising in the um, Jeffrey Bellmain stakes at group three level. Now it's stepping up to group one level. It's proven over this track and distance. I just think that this, this horse, it's going to be really, really hard to beat. And you know what? I think it's going to firm into favoritism before race starts. So I want to be jumping on probably nice and early. Uh, like you said, Olay Kirk, I've got it in for second. I just think that based on its first up run, it was last when it was coming around the turn um, and then ended up getting really, really close to the finish behind Rocketing By uh, by less than a length. So I think that's really, really good form actually going forward. Um, and it will definitely improve, like in the uh, step up and grade. And then Mr. Quickie as well. Like you said, I just think Mr. Quickie is going to have a really, really good prep. It's a mile specialist. Uh, this here, first up, Jamie Carr on board, you know, has phenomenal record, especially at Caulfield. I just think that depending on how the track's going to play, if those back markers can really get into it, I just think Mr. Quickie can, you know, definitely get a good cart into the race. Um, so with that, we'll move on to race number seven and that's the blue diamond stakes. So having a quick look at the market, you've got Anthar in the, in the market at $2.50. Just keep in mind with Anthar, it did go a vet's examination today and it pulled up lame. Mm. So that's a bit of a concern. So they're going to have a veterinary examination on the Friday. And depending on the, um, outcome of that, we'll see if the horse gets scratched or not. After that, you're looking at horses like Brazen Blow, uh, Brazen Bow at six dollars, um, ingratiating at nine dollars fifty. Uh, you've also got Jigsaw in there, eighteen dollars. Um, another one uh, kind of close to the market is Dosh. Another one that did pull up lame as well this morning. So, with the news coming through this morning about Entha, probably one of the most exciting two year olds in the country at the moment, uh, are you deterred? Are you going to potentially find something else apart from Entha?
1: I have to, I have to stay away. The price is poison. Um, mm. Look, Blue Diamond Stakes uh, uh, traditionally, you know, it, it can be a favoured race, and, and you know, tra- tends to favour on speed runners. That's my only query when I looked at this race. There is a stack of speed which you always expect from two year olds, but Enthar pulls up lame, gets barrier fourteen, and likes to lead. It's not a good recipe. Um, Not saying it's not good enough because obviously the market says it is and obviously after the vet examination, we'll see. But at the $2.50, I'm happy to steer clear. I'll tell you what, there's a few of these good often runners that are in the market. Uh, You spoke of Animo and also uh, Ingratiating. My on top pick is actually outside that. I'm going with Arcaded. Uh, Damian Lane, again, barrier one with James Cummings. It's two for two, both runs at Caulfield. I believe on the prelude or one of the preludes. I just think... You're getting a a big price uh, for a horse that's buried well. Should get a, a nice soft run in behind the speed, and I think you're going to get a red hot tempo. And I think if you can peel off with cover at the right time, you're getting a way overs price for a horse that's Godolphin, and I mean, and it's been winning and winning well. I mean, it's and Scorched Earth. I really liked its run in that same race. I think this form race is the right way to go, and I think you're getting an insane price to 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 do it. Um, and two other just quick mentions that I want to throw in there. Uh, Artorius won really, really well at Sandown. He's one I want to be backing as a saver. And then another one at a monster price that I want to jump on. Probably isn't going to be, you know, it'll, we'll let it blow on the day. It's going to be a huge price. Finance Tycoon. I think it's mm. the wrong price. I think 41s is insane. I think it'll be 50 to 1 when they jump. Um, another one that I think you can get cover. I've kind of looked for swoopers in this one. I think there's just so much speed and I'm going to hope for a big price.
0: Yeah, no, there's going to be a lot of speed up front. Like most of these horses um, have actually drawn quite poorly for a lot of the on-speed horses. Braise, uh, General Bow is probably the one that's drawn best uh, for that on-speed mm. sort of market. So for me, I've got on top ingratiating. I just think the other Godolphin horse, I was really, really impressed with its uh, run uh, second up. Um, ended up taking uh, taking home the win there last start at listed level. Ran second behind Enthar. Uh, It ended up running second behind Finance Tycoon in its first preparation, and it's also beaten General Bow in the past before. So I just think that looking ahead, I just think it's going to be a horse, Willie Pike on board with a lot of upside. So for me, I've got ingratiating on, on top. I've got to go and throw in Entha. If it's going to go around tomorrow, I just think it's an absolute superstar. And, you know, despite the bad draw, I just think that, it's a truly special horse and I, agree. I, agree. I got to have it in and one, one at really, really big odds. Number nine construct Peter and Paul Snowden horse. John, um, what is it? Uh, John Allen on board. I just think that this is going to be a horse that you're going to get maybe about $51 as well. Like you finance tycoon. Um, you look at the form ran second and then ran eighth and it's like, Come on, that's not really that impressive. It ran second in the Breeders' Plate behind Chiquero, and like come out and won a Group 1 up at the Gold Coast. And then it ran eighth. That was in that general bow race and animo race. It ran very, very similar sectionals to that animo race. It ended up missing the start. It's got the blinkers on first time, so... I think if it can jump well, I think Barrier 5 is the perfect draw from it. It's going to have a card into the race following both Jigsaw and General Bow. And I think it should be able to sit one out, one back or potentially one back on the rail. I think looking at most speed maps, they say they've got it pretty much close to last. I actually think that Just because it missed its last start, it does have some good gate speed. And based on its recent trials, they've really been trying to stoke it up and get it to ride a little bit more forward. So I think that Construct is going to be one of those horses that's some real monster odds that I want to be throwing in a few of my exotics and maybe a little each way on it. All right, let's move on to the last of the Group 1 races um, at Caulfield. We've got the Oakley Plate. Few really, really nice horses coming around. And look, looking at the market, it is wide open. You've got Ancestry at $5.50. You've got Celebrity Queen at $9. Go up towards the top. You've got Zatori at 11. You've got Dirty Work at 10. Uh, You've got Standout as well at $17. Any others in single figures? Anders as well in the race at $8. You've got Hanseatic at $17. I mean, this has come up a Pretty chaotic market. I mean, if you can find the winner here, it's like you're going to get some pretty good odds.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, look, th- this is a race where legit you can tip me anything, and I couldn't talk you out of it. It's that clean. It's that simple. A race. Um, look, there's a bunch of chances here. I'm not going to talk anyone out of any horse, and uh, particularly because I think look, basically you're getting five fifty the field, and then you're getting all the way out to eighty to one for everything. So if you can find something at good value, I think just back it. I've looked at a few here um, and this is like, this is easily the hardest race of the day for me. Um, but I, on top, I've ended up going with dirty work. I thought it was bar- again, barrier one for some reason I'm in love with barrier one at the moment, but which probably isn't ideal, but uh, it's had multiple really good efforts at Caulfield and, um, Last preparation, it's to horses like Classic, Legend, and Geetra. That's, I mean, obviously Everest in Group 1 form, if you're ever going to see it. Trialed really well. Uh, Hortbury on her trialed the house down as well, just quietly, t- in that same trial. Mm. Uh, you're getting around 10 bucks, and I think that's a fair price and a good price. Got to carry some extra weight on some of these, uh, which is probably the only query, but I'm more than happy to play dirty work on top. Uh, and then I won't go into too much detail because we've got to get through these, but uh, Zutori is a really nice price, around 11 to $1.00. Um, Celebrity queens, one that I can really entertain, and a couple of really big odds that I'd want to throw at you, Maxie, and and everyone else is Portland Sky, who I thought was mm. really really good and gets super low in the weight, gets fifty kilo. It's to tag a lower tag a lower has won the CSA, so that form line is obviously really really strong. Uh, and then you got ranting as well. Um, I think that compared to Anders and and uh, also Hansi Attic, um, you know, I think. Ranting's worthy of being a bit shorter compared to those. Um, I think Anders is the wrong price personally at around eights from that barrier. So um, yeah, but again, you could see it any way you want.
0: Yeah, for me, um, I actually really like those three horses down the bottom of the market, Hanseatic, Ranting, and Anders. But the one on top, I have Dirty Work as well. Pretty much exactly as you said, I think it's, you know, had some really, really good trials. I think it's a really exceptional horse. And the improvement in that it's shown, like, through the grades, like, you know, coming from two-year-old to three-year-old and and now, you know, starting its four-year-old campaign. I mean, I mean, like you said, it's going in around races or around horses like Classic Legend and Geetra. I mean, it's got some really exceptional form lines uh, from last preparation. I think coming out, it should be able to come out uh, and hopefully get the win. I like the $10 price. And the other one I want to have a play around is Hanseatic. It's uh, back after a long spell. It had a bleeding attack last time it went out. Uh, that was in that three-horse field that had Ranting, Anders, and Hanseatic. Um, so it did have to go for a spell. It was the favorite in the Blue Diamond this time last year. And tell you what, I think Godolphin have a very, very serious horse here in Hanseatic. And I think that... Um, you know, hopefully they're going to be able to get the W there. So those are going to be my two plays. Let's move on to Rose Hill really quickly. We'll try and blitz through this. We'll start with race number four, the first of the um, features, and that is the Millie Fox Stakes. Uh, you got... Um, Madame Rouge at $3.60, positive pace at four uh, $3.40, um, $5 for subpoenaed, five fifty for Asiago.
1: Which way are you leaning, Nathan? Uh, I'm actually going a bit of value here at 16-1. to 1. I'm going to go with She's Ideal. Um, Concerned first mm-hmm. up, obviously, um, but... The wet track is going to bode terrifically. I think everything's going to come for positive peace. I think Bjorn Baker knows what he's doing. I think he's playing a cheeky on us. and um, yeah, I think that she's ideals con up the wrong price. I think sixteen to one's extreme. You go back through its runs, legitimately four dollars, four dollars, four dollars, five dollars, three eighty, five dollars, seven fifty, and egging sixteens first up, ridiculous. Yeah,
0: no, I'm exactly the same. It's like I have Positive Peace on top and then She's ideal in for second. Asiago, that's the other one I could entertain. I just think that it's going to be a heavy track pretty much everywhere you look and you really want to be finding those horses that can get their toe in. And for me, Positive Peace and She's ideal, they're both the two best wet trackers. All right, moving on, race number five, we've got the Silver Slipper Stakes. It's another two-year-old race, uh, not quite at the top tier of that Blue Diamond. Um, Interesting news, we do have a late or we do have a scratching a key scratching of horse number 9 four moves ahead so it is not going to be going around and I had it in on top it was the market favorite when it went out um just looking at the market you've got Pauly at uh, 370 you've got home affairs at $4.20 any of these tickle you fancy nathan
1: um, honestly, look, I was with you. I had four moves ahead on top uh, prior to the scratching. Uh, first one that jumped out of me. Uh, the one I'm going to jump on here is uh, Tiger and Malay. Uh, $5.50, yeah. decent enough price. First up run to Serta, beat that at nines on a soft on a soft track. Then trial to Shakiro, who obviously went on to win the Magic Millions. Um, look, short enough, but I think five fifty in a small field, I'm happy to play that way. Yeah,
0: I'm. Uh, I'm going to be going with Dior. It's having its first race start. Brenton Abdallah on board for Hawks team. It's had two trials for two seconds. Um, go back, have a look at the trials. It was on soft, uh, very soft deck. Actually, trialed quite impressively. Hard held. Um, the other one that I actually don't mind is horse number three, Rocket Tiger. Now you were getting some pretty big odds when you did have um, uh, four four moves ahead in the field, but now that it's come out, it's now down to thirteen dollars. It's only won by very small margins, but the horse just knows where the line is. And I think based on its two runs in a two-year-old handicap and a two-year-old plate, um, I just think this is going to be a horse that is a genuine upset chance. So, you know, chucking in a few of your exotics, i give it a good chance. Last race we're going to have a look at, race seven. This is the Hobartville Stakes at Group 2 level. Um, looking at the market, you got Aegon coming over from New Zealand. Perfect record, 4 from 4 to $4.40. That's a lot of 4s. Uh, you got Peltzer at $4.40. And then you also have North Pacific at $4.60. Everything else is double figures. What do you like here, Nathan?
1: Look, uh, the wetter it gets, the more you've got to lean towards Peltzer and Agon. Um, mm. Look, those two are fair, absolutely fair in the market around that $4 price. And look... I'm not sure which one i'd back um that's the only reason i'm actually steering clear of those two i'm going to go for one at a bit of a better price. I'm looking at Lion's raw first up um I think fourteen dollars mm. is a nice price Brent and a dollar on um has some really good form uh last start uh, its last run, pardon me of the prep was to Montefila and um I think a lot of people think that this horse might need further, but if you go all the way back to its first up run at Newcastle uh, over the fourteen hundred to Mowanga. Um, I think that's a pretty good run, and I think that's a class race looking back obviously seeing where Mowanga progressed so i'm happy to play there first up's always a query um against some already stayed on horses like Pelzer and aegon but i'm going to go that way um terrified of the two tops in the in the market though yeah, no, for me, I'm actually going to play into those two
0: top horses. I've got Peltzer on top of Aegon. And then another one right down the bottom, I've got uh, the Eleonora. Uh, it's based in a pub up in yep. Gosford. Uh, so all the owners own, <laughs> own it up there. It's got a really, really big ownership group. Um, really nice horse. But for me, Peltzer, it was my best two weeks ago, and it absolutely pissed in on the wet deck. I think it's going to come out and do the same. It's very much like a Horses for Courses Um uh, field or like track Rose Hill. So I think this is going to be D-Day for, um, for Peltzer. We know it can handle Ramwick, but can it handle uh, Rose Hill? I think that's going to be a real uh, key question. For me, yeah, i got to have Peltzer on top. And then Aegon, as you said, one of the imports, I think it's definitely going to handle the wet deck. It's already won at group one level. I just think that those are going to be the two key horses. I don't want to have a play around North Pacific. I know he's normally one of mine, but I just think that, North Pacific, while it has one on the heavy and one on the heavy quite impressively, those were in sort of not really that strong of races. So I don't really rate those um, that heavy track form that um, North Pacific won on compared to Peltzer and Aegon and the tier or the level that they're at. So that's all the races we're going to have a look at for today. Before we leave you guys, we've got to have you, you know, we've got to give you a bet. We've got to give you something that you can latch on to for this weekend. So, Nathan, I'll start with you. What do you like for this weekend? What bet are you going to have?
1: I'm going to make it real simple, Maxi. Race three, number three at Rose Hill. It's called Siegfeld. Uh, first up for the Godolphin Stable. I think they're going to have a huge, huge mm. Saturday. Um, this horse is to a horse called the Revenant. This And the Revenant, I'm telling you right now, is a star. Um, it, won at the, it won a group one at uh, Royal Ascot. Um, and this thing, I just think it's over the odds. It's getting $4.40. I know that seems short, but wet track, it's three for two and one on a soft, one for a placing on a heavy. I think this thing's going to be ready to go. Um, I know it's a it's a quality field, and I've got to beat Subdar. Subdar, I don't know if it'll run if it's wet, so maybe we get an even shorter price, and yeah, Dash is obviously a danger, but Sigfield, I think uh, we can play around him and get a nice return.
0: I love that. Like one of the imports. I mean, you know, you see them coming over recently. They've been absolutely dominating. Yeah, like you said, it's definitely going to handle the wet track. And I think that's going to be key, especially for Rose Hill today. For me, I'm going to have a bet and I'm going to be backing Peltzer in race seven. That's going to be my main bet of the day. That's going to be my anchor. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in today. We went a little bit over, you know, just nah, six minutes No, that's not too over, bad. First
1: time, first time. That's yeah, not too bad. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Not
0: too we'll, bad. <laughs> we'll get a handle on it. We'll pull the reins in a little bit next time. Um, so thanks for tuning in, everyone. Be sure to check out um, the graphic when it pops up. Um, Nathan's going to be all over that. And we hope you have a wonderful day and good luck on the punt. We're right to run. Red light now. Ready to run.
1: They're all set and they're off and racing the gates crash back in Wagga Wagga.